0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, Bones, a marital tour, of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. They call me,
1: and I'm Sydney McElroy.
0: I—I I mean, that is my name. I was going to
1: say they call you that because that's it's, your name. That's my name, Justin.
0: Sydney, sidster.
1: I picked a booger.
0: Gross, gross. You informed me of this. This is not a goof. You informed me of this yesterday and i didn't push too hard you just looked at me and said i picked a booger my initial response was i figured you meant out of charlie's nose which like congrats but
1: <laughs> i did do that yesterday sure i did that it, twice yesterday that wasn't what i was referencing but i i mean
0: probably yeah if it's a day that ends in a while we it's probably it's like
1: that. a mom yeah dad that's a parent job
0: yeah picking bugs
1: no i didn't mean an actual booger I picked a a metaphorical booger. I picked a... Have you never heard that expression? Never. That's it. We use that expression a lot. Um, Like in medicine, if we think like somebody's getting all better Mm -hmm. and they look good and like everything's heading in the right direction we think like in the hospital or something like yes okay this person's getting better and then somebody thinks like randomly like why don't I order this strange test that has nothing to do with what's going on and I'll just order it and then it comes back and it's kind of abnormal and you have no idea why because it has nothing to do with anything else that's going on Mm -hmm. we'll say well you picked a booger because now like now we're gonna we're gonna chase down this this Lead, so Mm -hmm. to speak. And it may be nothing and it has nothing to do with anything else. But now we've picked a booger and we can't just ignore it. Like you can't just hold the booger on your finger. Like you have to do something with it. Yeah. And in medicine, you can't just wipe that booger under the table or like under your chair and pretend like it wasn't like you have to handle the booger,
0: handle the booger. What is the proverbial booger we're discussing?
1: The booger that I picked was hydrogen peroxide.
0: Yeah. This is a big, um, we got a big response because you put, you kind of put hydrogen peroxide on blast a little bit because I was surprised. I mean, that was not <laughs> me acting. I legit, I mean, I play dumb on this show a lot. But, uh, <laughs> he plays dumb. Plays folks. dumb on the show a, a lot.
1: This is not. It's not yeah. a real thing. No, it's all acting.
0: Cindy and I are basically both like. If you average it out, we're each half a doctor. Um, but well. <laughs> the 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 hydrogen peroxide. I really did think. I mean, I have many memories of my parents pouring a cup uh, uh, a bit of hydrogen peroxide on a um uh a cut or something or like the one that i i have done like even like fairly recently even uh, like uh gargle with it for uh like ulcers in my mouth and stuff like that
1: you gargle with it for ulcers in your mouth
0: not to get them what is that like why would i do that
1: treat ulcers with hydrogen peroxide
0: i mean a from your reaction I'm betting I don't actually treat yeah, anything. But you're attempting to do yeah, it. why did to? I not
1: even know that you did this? I
0: mean, it hasn't been a long time. Honestly, now I just kind of live with them. Like I'm okay. 35 so my list of like things that don't feel good in my body the <laughs> mouth ulcers are like kind of low now. But um <laughs> I just that used avoid to avoid orange a lot juice more, and that yeah. pretty
1: much does it for me. Um no, I mean I think we I understand where you're coming from that that ubiquitous brown bottle was in everybody's sure, yeah. medicine cabinet I think growing up that mm-hmm. you know and a lot of first aid kits yes and and it would get pulled out I remember that when I'd have a cut or something I oh I have vivid memories of that at like my grandparents house of like knowing they're going to want to pour that on me and I hated that fizzy bubbling I hated that mm-hmm. but I thought it was necessary yep so I'm here to kind of I guess, complete the job. The, the hit that I put <laughs> out on hydrogen peroxide. Uh,
0: last time you just broke its legs. Now you're going to put now a I'm bullet gonna, in I'm gonna brain. I'm going to finish
1: it off. Um, I do want to thank Andy for suggesting this topic, as well as everybody on Twitter who totally freaked out when I mentioned that maybe hydrogen peroxide doesn't work. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, like I said, now now I've got to tackle the subject.
0: So, Sid, where, does, where do we start with hydrogen peroxide? Like, where does it come from? I feel like somebody just found one of those brown bottles one day. Is like, oh, oh, cool. Okay. No,
1: no. It was actually actually uh, isolated by chemists, by scientists. So- mm-hmm. um, You know, back in, especially like in the 1800s, there was a lot, like chemistry was a blossoming field where Mm -hmm. we were trying to figure out all these different um, compounds and and what do they do and, you know, different molecular structures. We're kind of figuring out all this, like how does changing, adding a hydrogen here or whatever, what does that do to something? And so uh, hydrogen peroxide was first isolated by a French scientist, uh, uh, Louis-Jacques Thernard in 1818. Um, But initially he thought it was... uh, so unstable that it couldn't be extracted from water that hydrogen peroxide was always in a solution of water mm, okay and you couldn't separate it out into its own thing it was Wait, just hard do mean, like, to do mixed in yeah like mixed in with water okay um but then in 1894 a scientist a chemist named wolfenstein <laughs> what a chemist named wolfenstein the like dr wolfenstein
0: as in return to castle
1: wolfenstein well, I don't think there's any association, but the the name is the same.
0: That's true. Well, I mean, yeah, I didn't. I don't think he had a a, <laughs> a, a secret Nazi castle that also the devil. But like,
1: I, I just really like Wolfenstein. That's yeah. a great name. Uh, well, he now was, he able was into to, the occult,
0: right? Deeply, no. deeply into the occult, pentagrams stuff. No,
1: he's just into chemistry.
0: Got it. Okay, yeah. cool. And he was able now to. He was extract he was a, the one who he extracted it, but he also made a mech suit for Hitler. That Wolfenstein is that the one?
1: No, he just was chemist. who... Did some stuff with hydrogen peroxide.
0: Okay. Well, video games lied to me again. Great. Thanks, guys.
1: There's probably a different one.
0: A different. It's
1: a really common name, Wolfenstein, so I'm sure there's more
0: than one. Sure, probably. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So the the chemical structure, to kind of give you a reference point for this, and Justin, this is, don't worry. I know this sounds like really boring. I'm going to tell you the chemical structure of hydrogen peroxide, but it's pretty easy to understand. It's Mm H-O-O-H. Now. Or you could abbreviate it, and that's kind of the way that it's laid out, the molecules laid out, with the two oxygens bonded together, and then a mm-hmm. hydrogen kind of sticking off each end. It's H2O2. Okay. Now, what does that sound a lot like?
0: Uh, a lot like H2O, or hydrogen dioxide. No. Hydrogen oxide. <laughs> hydrogen. Ox- <laughs> Dihydrogen. Dihydrogen oxine.
1: Monoxide. Nobody calls oxide. it that. It's water. It's H2O. Okay. <laughs> yes. But hydrogen peroxide, of course, is not water. Right it's h2o2 there's another oxygen in there that oxygen bond is actually kind of unstable inherently so one major difference because this this idea that hydrogen peroxide is sort of like water but with more oxygen cuz when you se- when you sell it like that it sounds like it's this great thing right it's just like water only even more oxygen it reminds me of that episode of parks and rec when they're putting fluoride in the water and yeah. they have to sell it as...
0: H2 flow? Yes. It yes. sounds like
1: that. Like, oh, this is... Oh, it's so pure. It's water and extra oxygen. But it's not really water-like. Um, one really important difference is, uh, let's say that you heat a pot of water to boiling. What happens?
0: Uh, it boils?
1: Right. So you could cook an egg in it or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it boils. Like you put your whatever ramen you in there or whatever. Cool. Um, If you did that, if you heated uh, pure hydrogen peroxide to boiling, it would explode. So that's a big difference, you know. Right. Between it and water. Um, It is in a a pure solution of just hydrogen peroxide. It is a colorless. It would would maybe look like water. It's a little more viscous than water. But I do not think comparing it to water is completely fair. And that's important to know when we get into some of like the the health claims for it. But it's not just like we react fancy to it differently.
0: water. You couldn't drink it.
1: No, I wouldn't advise you just drinking. I, mean, you I could, No, you could. you do not drink that. it. Well, I mean, you can. You can drink anything, Justin.
0: Fair. That's true. <laughs> I mean, not anything, but all right.
1: <laughs> uh, it's used in we you know it's used in things other than medicine just to kind of you know throw that out there. It is used in bleaching. It's used as an oxidizer for different chemical reactions. It's used uh, as a propellant for rockets. Mm -hmm. Like rocket fuel. So, you know, combustible. Uh, But that's not what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the medical uses or not of hydrogen peroxide. Now, when you think about that brown bottle that you had in your medicine cabinet or may have or in your first aid kit, it is a solution of hydrogen peroxide. So it's not pure hydrogen peroxide. It is not just a bottle filled with H2O2. Okay. It is, hydrogen
0: which would be so that wouldn't be hydrogen wouldn't that be dihydrogen
1: dioxide it's different because a peroxide is a certain kind of oxygen bond mm-hmm. is what they're referencing there it's not so much the number so of oxygens using, it's the it's the bond so that we're did referencing. they have that
0: name maybe before we started using that nomenclature like it was hydrogen peroxide before we started calling things die and like using that sort of
1: no, Formula. no, the, it's just it's just referencing that specific. okay bo- it's more complex than that when you get into chemistry. Hmm. It's not always just mono and dye. like there are different. okay there are other there are other reasons you would call something. but we're, it's in reference to that oxygen bond. Got it. So the the stuff that's in the brown bottle is a solution. It's the H2o2 in H2O in okay. water. So, it's not just hydrogen peroxide. It's a lot of water with a little hydrogen peroxide.
0: Like what's the blend, would you guess?
1: Uh, most are like 3 to 6% hydrogen okay. peroxide. Right. So, not a lot. Yeah. Right? Um, and, of course, it's not, you know, it's not a, because they are similar, it's a lot of hydrogens and oxygens floating around in there and kind of bonding and unbonding, too. But, in general, it's 3 to 6%, depending on which bottle you have. Most mm-hmm. are like 3%, honestly. Okay. Hydrogen peroxide solution. Um, you can find slightly higher... Sometimes you can find even up to 10% and then slightly higher formulations in some places in Europe. But in the U.S., most of what you're going to buy is around
0: 3%. But that, but the most effective stuff is the 6%, right? Like what's really going to help you. Um,
1: well, I see, it gets tricky. Most effective, but maybe not. And most dangerous, maybe so. So okay. well, it's I'll, not me, that straightforward. Okay. So when we go back to... We've isolated this compound. We're using it in rocket fuel. Well, whoever decided that we should use it for medicinal purposes. So the story goes back to, uh, first, a Dr. Rosenau. Okay. Dr. Rosenau was a scientist studying at Mayo, a doctor and a, and a, and a scientist who was looking for some sort of substance that could be used to kill various microorganisms mm-hmm. bacteria fungi viruses everything okay he was kind of looking for like a silver bullet and listerine He st- <laughs> he started not that far off with hydrogen peroxide <laughs> he started um thinking about using hydrogen peroxide for this purpose and started doing some some sort of small scale experiments to see if it would work that way in a laboratory setting but unfortunately, he died before he was able to really complete this work.
0: Okay.
1: His good buddy, though, Father Richard Wilhelm, continued on kind of in his footsteps. So he was a, a Catholic priest. He was also familiar enough with the scientific world and chemistry to be able to understand this and to kind of continue the work of his friend, you know, Dr. Rosenau. So he founded the Educational Concern for Hydrogen Peroxide which was basically like a, a, you know, research organization group to understand and experiment with hydrogen peroxide to see what else he could do. Okay. Um, and it was based on his strong belief that his friend was absolutely right that hydrogen peroxide kills all of these microorganisms and so therefore probably is the key to treating a lot of diseases. Uh, and so as he begins to study, he, he writes about this. And some of these are from his own, his own words to, as his explanation why he thought this worked so well. So he wrote that he had learned that bacteria can gnaw at the joints. Okay. And cause inflammatory arthritis. So what this is showing is he thinks arthritis is caused by bacteria. It gives off calcium waste that cements bones together. It lodges in the liver and kidneys and forms stones. Uh, It leaves hard deposits on the walls of arteries, short-circuit the energy in the brain, and cut off blood supply to cells and causes a loss of oxidative metabolism. And he felt like this, which was sort of a hypothesis of this Dr. Mayo, was the root, he decided this was kind of the root of all disease. Mm -hmm. And so, basically, any kind of illness doesn't like oxygen, And so more oxygen is going to help treat it. Bacteria don't like oxygen. He believed cancer doesn't like oxygen. More oxygen equals health. And hydrogen peroxide was a molecule that was like water, but with this extra oxygen that it donates freely when in contact with other substances. Like it gives the oxygen. It Mm -hmm. oxidizes. You've heard of oxidizing? Right.
0: Yeah. Resting
1: gives the oxygen okay the molecule hydrogen peroxide will give the oxygen to other molecules so if you put it on tissue it will oxidize it okay if you put it on bacteria it'll oxidize it
0: give it oxygen
1: right so he thought it would kill it
0: like happens to apples when they turn brown when exposed to oxygen
1: yes sure same thing oh. there you go basically but, like, when an apple turns brown, nobody thinks that it's healed of all diseases.
0: Sydney, it's just a metaphor.
1: I'm just saying. Uh, he uh, he called hydrogen peroxide God's given immune system.
0: And he pulled that out of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, base, and he based that on nothing.
1: And there were, now, to be fair, you know... I'm gonna get into some of the actual research. God's on it.
0: given to me, like that's so wild to me that this dude would go like zero to sixty. Be like, oh my god, this is <laughs> thank you, thank you for hydrogen peroxide. It's so effective. I bet. To,
1: to be fair, like let me just clarify a few things. As they were studying hydrogen peroxide in labs, and I, and I'm gonna get into the actual research on all this stuff up to date. But the general findings were that if you took hydrogen peroxide at high concentrations and you know exposed bacteria and viruses and stuff to it they would die Mm -hmm. like you can kill things with hydrogen peroxide i'm not saying you can't it has some bactericidal activity now what concentration and how long do you have to keep it on a bacteria to kill it probably not as long as you were pouring it on your cut Mm -hmm. but they did find some evidence in a lab that you could kill things with hydrogen peroxide. So these weren't like completely wacky ideas, but then taking it to that next level that maybe then it could cure cancer. Well, obviously that was a stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, a real turning point for Father Wilhelm was when he met Walter Groetz, a retired postal employee who he happened to run into on a cruise in 1982. Uh, Groetz complained that he had terrible arthritis. And that nobody had ever really been able to help him with it. So Father Wilhelm suggested that, why don't you try hydrogen peroxide? Because he believed that that would kill all those nasty bacteria that cause arthritis. Arthritis, sure. Uh, So for several weeks, he drank between one and seven glasses of water with a few drops of a stronger form of hydrogen peroxide, one that you wouldn't be able to just, you know, buy in a brown bottle. It's a 35% hydrogen peroxide food grade mm-hmm. hydrogen peroxide because it can be used to, like, uh, help disinfect food.
0: Yeah. One, and just so I'm clear, one to seven glasses?
1: Yes. Hey, folks. One to uh, seven.
0: <laughs> it's your old buddy Justin McElroy here. Uh If you're ever wondering if a treatment is legit or not, when you ask the doctor how many and he says, I don't know, one or seven it's probably not particularly effective like you can have one of them that could work or maybe seven of them also is a number that could work that's a few more than that so i don't know one or seven or somewhere between there would be effective
1: just try it out see what works how many
0: Avil do you want justin i don't know one would be helpful but maybe seven
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: would be much better wouldn't it but never eight Oh no, I od <laughs> on hydrogen peroxide.
1: I like that. It gives you a little wiggle room. So if they come back sure. in and they're like, it didn't work. Well, how many did you take? Six? Six you, well, you, you needed seven. Well,
0: you needed seven. That's your problem.
1: So uh, for whatever reason, this worked for Mr. Groats, and he became a disciple. Uh, he was instantly converted to the Church of Hydrogen Peroxide. Uh, he believed, he wrote that it, hydrogen peroxide joyfully relieves asthma arthritis multiple sclerosis emphysema cancer the common cold herpes candidiasis angina malaria gingivitis tumors warts lupus psoriasis moles amoebiasis and hemorrhoids oh
0: oh no yeah wow Sydney, that sounds suspiciously to me like a cure-all and as we've said many times on sawbones
1: cure-alls
0: cure, cure nothing, nothing.
1: So they both traveled the countryside spreading the gospel gospel of hydrogen peroxide, so to speak. Um, and people started listening as they were writing and, and there are always doctors and scientists who are gonna jump on board with this stuff, no matter what it is or how strange it sounds. You're always gonna find some people who will who will buy into to anything and they started advising using it for everything like not just for all of these illnesses that you could joyfully have relieved sure. with hydrogen peroxide you can use it to clean your plants or your aquariums or feed it to your pets or your livestock or clean your vegetables and crops with it um, people started using it It was a very popular treatment for typhoid fever for cholera for ulcers for asthma for whooping cough TB syphilis
0: it was like the brondo of its day spread on <laughs> plants you drink it
1: it was everything. It's everything. <laughs> it Scott had electrolytes. <laughs> it's plant got gra- plant's grave. <laughs> it doesn't have electrolytes. I wasn't no. saying that. Um, it it was not only advised that you drink it. Uh, you, you could drink it. That's great. You could put drops of it just like in one to seven glasses of water. Uh, you could also swish with it. Swish around in your mouth like Justin does. You could dead, brush your teeth dead, with it. Dead pestants. You could brush your teeth with it uh like a paste that you could make out of it you could douche with it it was recommended for douching Mm -hmm. which we don't recommend douching or hydrogen peroxide douches either Mm -hmm. as long just not none of it many many don't do any of that many
0: leading scientists today aren't even 100% sure what douching is
1: do you not know what douching is many
0: leading scientists not myself Aren't even, we can't get on a sidebar here, Sid.
1: Do you want me to tell you real quick We're what is? We're running long. I know, but do you want me to tell After
0: the it? show, maybe. Okay. Fill me
1: in. Okay. You could also use it with enemas. It was also recommended that you could do a hydrogen peroxide enema. Um, there's a recipe to make it into a nasal spray if you're having any kind of runny nose or nose problems. Again, you could put it in your pet's bowl. You could soak in a tub of water mixed with a pint of hydrogen peroxide. Great. Uh, spray 3% all over you at least three times a day. Just put it in a spray bottle, spray it all over you. Mix it with aloe for a nice moisturizer, or or if you just can't drink it, you just can't stand that, that taste of hydrogen peroxide, you could turn it into a powder, mix it with stuff, turn it into a powder, put it in capsules, and take capsules of hydrogen peroxide.
0: So, said people were actually doing this?
1: Yes, they were. And there's more. But first, why don't you follow me to the billing department? Let's go.
0: The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the Summer Theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although... There will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle whatever. This is real high-quality chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan um but they got like fancies listen to this we're gonna get this truffle butter filet mignon i mean seriously from 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 a, a box pre-prepared all i got two minutes i mean eating filet mignon that sounds delicious yeah it sounds delicious and you can give these a try and it's not just these meals we're going to talking pancakes smoothies they got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious and the meals you just eat and eat there's no prepping cooking or clean up. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the, the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com sawbones50 to get 50% off. So, Sid, uh, we, uh, you were going to tell me about some other uh, devotees.
1: So, this work that had already been... The groundwork that was already laid by by Father Wilhelm and uh, Grotz was uh, expanded upon in the 80s and 90s by a Dr. Charles Farr. He believed that because of this action of hydrogen peroxide oxidizing things, that it could be used for all kinds of stuff. But... Uh, he advised infusions. Now, how do you mean? Like injecting it
0: into okay. your body, like into your veins, into like your hooking human body. yourself
1: up to like a hydrogen peroxide IV, basically. Okay. Um, solution, not not straight hydrogen peroxide, but a solution of it. And again, he uh, he continued the the same theme of that it could cure anything, adding even more things uh, that he thought it could cure. So, um, everything we've mentioned before, plus, uh, cardiovascular disease, uh, if you have cerebrovascular disease, meaning like you're prone to strokes, if you have heart arrhythmias, he was a big fan of it for things like emphysema or COPD or asthma, those kinds of lung diseases. Um, he, he studied that, um, as well as for cancer. Um, that was one of his big themes as well, that it was definitely something that could, that was like the secret treatment that, Nobody had figured out yet for cancer. Um, one of the things he would advise specifically, kind of a novel use so far, you think we would have used hydrogen peroxide every way we could. Sure. Yeah, it seemed pretty exhaustive. <laughs> but he also advised putting an ounce of the that 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide into a gallon of water and put that in a vaporizer at night emphysema now what's interesting about that is that i did as i was kind of trying to read what good studies have been done on hydrogen peroxide i found a case study where somebody was cleaning their uh nebulizer which they take albuterol treatments with their Mm -hmm. nebulizer uh with hydrogen peroxide and they didn't rinse it all out completely and so they did basically this with a nebulizer and actually damaged their lungs from it it was just a case report but uh I don't know that the the evidence would say from that one case report, maybe don't do that. Uh, He also recommended an IV treatment for emphysema. So you would hook yourself up to a hydrogen peroxide IV. um, And he said that what it did was what he referred to as the Alka-Seltzer effect in your lungs.
0: Okay, great.
1: So he thought patients with emphysema had all this extra mucus. They do have all this extra mucus that builds up in the little air sacs in their lungs called alveoli. And that if you got an IV treatment of hydrogen peroxide, that all this extra oxygen will kind of bubble up between the little air sacs lining and the mucus uh-huh. and like push the mucus away and up and out and then you can cough up all the mucus.
0: Excellent. Sure. That'll work.
1: It just works that way. Sure. Um, he also Is used it. Is that
0: what Alka-Seltzer's doing, by the way? Uh, no. Okay. Good.
1: <laughs> he also used it for trigger point injections. So if you have a place that hurts, like a place that's causing you a lot of pain, he would just like get a little syringe full of hydrogen peroxide and stick it in there. Like in your back or whatever, mm-hmm. um, he used it for treatment of the flu. He did a he, there was a small paper that where he used it for treatment of the flu. Um, he founded both the International Bio-Oxidative Medical Foundation and the International Oxidative Medical Association, <laughs> which sound pretty pretty freaking needed, similar. Well, the
0: first group needed another group to play in softball. So, <laughs>
1: um, eventually, both of these groups have become part of the American College for Advancement in Medicine uh under the healing oxidative medicine that's actually where those groups kind of ended up mm-hmm. which that still exists today uh he did also by the way found a company that sells a lot of alternative medicines mm. just on a side note weird um he also declared i think this is interesting because if you look at, at some of the studies that were done It's funny, I was trying to find the original studies and I found like commentaries on like people who tried to repeat them and could never make them happen again. Because um, there are these studies that have been done that said, like, we injected hydrogen peroxide into rats with cancer and their cancer vanished. And then there are people who have followed up and said, like, we tried to do that and we couldn't make that happen. Seems
0: like if it worked, we would have heard something.
1: by now. Well, that's a big thing about um, using the scientific method. Things have to be reproducible. So you can't do it one time and then say, I don't know. It's never worked again, but I know it worked because it worked that one time. Right. That's not science. Right. Um, But he declared that I, I don't know if this I don't know if this was in response to some of these questionable studies, but he declared that you that no longer is the double blind study, the gold standard in medicine.
0: Just by saying it, he made it true.
1: No longer. I would say it's because it's not working for me. But what he said, actually, was because alternative treatment protocols can significantly improve the health status of a group of chronically ill patients. In a time span of only six months. So we don't need to do a double blind study because just do this and six months later you'll be healed. So Okay. So or stop you... studying this, okay, guys? Just, Lay off.
0: Just like they say at Nike, just do it. Or they will say at Nike in like a hundred years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I read I read some other places because um, this is still kind of give me... Okay, so this is the direction we're going. This is still a big part of some... People's practice of alternative medicine. Um, And this is not everybody, not everybody practices complementary alternative medicine, uses hydrogen peroxide, but there are some practitioners. Uh, that you will find, you will find a lot of about this currently in practice um, using hydrogen peroxide. I found recommendations that you should drink it in order to basically like cleanse your gut of all flora. So we here we had our poop episode where we talked about how important all that good bacteria is. I read re- one recommendation like just keep drinking hydrogen peroxide until all the all the bacteria and yeast and everything inside of you is gone, and then you can replace it with yogurt.
0: What a load of garbage. Like, Uh, uh, you know, (laughs) like cavemen did.
1: What? Um, There are lots of suggested protocols I found online. Like if you want to start hydrogen peroxide therapy, use three drops in a glass of water three times a day and then use four drops Three times a day. And that then would you be so five, wildly diluted at that and... point. Are
0: they still talking about food grade or are they? Yeah,
1: that food grade thirty five percent is what I found most most of the time that's what people are recommending, the thirty-five percent. And then there was even like a weaning protocol, like now if you want to stop it, you can't just stop. You have to wean yourself off the hydrogen peroxide water that you're drinking. Um, and you'll see things like people will mention I, I said that about like, oh, it's just like water but with more oxygen, as if that makes it safe.
0: Or better. That
1: is never how chemistry works skies like if you hear like it's just like this but with a whole other oxygen or hydrogen or something attached to it like that changes the whole thing the whole thing is different now you can't just that that's not how chemistry works um but people say that so that's obviously it's natural then or well we found it in rainwater so it's the way that the earth cleanses itself we found trace amounts of it no, I'm not messing <laughs> with you.
0: Your contempt is is showing a little bit, my dear.
1: Uh, I've found mentions that, oh, we, we've seen it in breast milk. So obviously, if it's good for baby, it's good for everything else. Yeah. So the reality. You know,
0: my baby eats sometimes lucky charms. <laughs> it's, doesn't make it good for humans.
1: And also doesn't cure cancer. Doesn't
0: cure cancer. She just likes the marshmallows every once in a while.
1: Um, The reality is that, you know, we haven't done giant studies on if hydrogen peroxide cures cancer. There you go. They're not out there. Uh, We really haven't even done huge studies on like pouring hydrogen peroxide on a cut to see if it works better than not. We've done some studies. I'm not saying we have done any, but you're not going to find giant bodies of research on whether or not it should be in a first aid kit or not. Um, I don't know if that's just because in truth, it's probably not that harmful so.
0: Right. And it's cheap. It's so cheap that it it's like not worth figuring it out.
1: It's not worth figuring out. Like if it. Because if, it's not really hurting anybody. But it might not be helping them either. It does. Like I said. It does kill some bacteria in vitro. Meaning in the lab. But in vivo. Meaning in real life. In, in your body. In, in humans. It's, it's less convincing as to whether or not it really works. Um, the, a lot of the problem has to do with time and concentration. So when we kill things with hydrogen peroxide in a lab, we might be using a stronger hydrogen peroxide and it may be like ten minutes that we're exposing it to it. Or fifteen minutes or twenty minutes even.
0: Which nobody does.
1: Nobody does that with hydrogen peroxide. So that could be part of the problem. And even though you
0: even then you'd still be better with something like I, I don't know, neosporin or something like that, right?
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on the situation, but yeah, um, it doesn't appear to, one of the big concerns is does it slow wound healing? So if you use it once, probably not. Um, repeated uses of it, they have seen some evidence that it can cause blisters to form. So maybe it's not so good for new skin that's trying to grow back. As I mentioned, that's why I tell people when they're trying to heal a wound, don't just keep dumping hydrogen peroxide on it. You could be slowing down that new skin formation. Um, but overall, it doesn't maybe it doesn't slow the healing of a wound, but it also doesn't make it heal any faster. And they've never really proven that it decreases infection rate or the bacterial load inside a wound. So what is it doing? Nothing, really. Um, And like I said, in some studies, it caused blisters to form. It may be actually damaging some of the tissue, some of the cells. Um, It is, just on a side note, it is something that is naturally occurring in your body. So when people say that, like, they're not crazy. That's true. Inside some cells in your body, they have little compartments that house hydrogen peroxide. They're called peroxisomes, those little compartments. Mm -hmm. And they'll like take in, these cells are sneaky, they'll take in bacteria or viruses or something. And then that little peroxisome will open up and kill it with hydrogen peroxide and Mm -hmm. kill the cell too. Um, So yes, your body does use it. It also uses it to send some signals inside your body. Um, to like call white blood cells to sites of infection or something. So it is useful inside the human body in trace amounts, but that doesn't necessarily mean we need to to bathe in it. Um, it has been used, as people have mentioned, in dentistry for a long time, to whiten teeth, and there are even like trays that you can put. Sure, yeah. To fight periodontal disease. Uh, of hydrogen peroxide where you can like put it up against your gums but it holds it there for a while that's one thing to think about um to like kill bacterial like films that can develop and stuff um if you look at like what does the cdc recommend it for it is an effective disinfectant when used on inanimate surfaces so if you want to wash your counter with it or whatever that's fine and we use it in in there not as much um in the u.s maybe in in terms of medical equipment, like an operating room or something like that. But in a lot of other countries, you still find that hydrogen peroxide is used to clean things, clean equipment. But you got to be really careful because if you're going to clean something that then it's going to be used on the human body with hydrogen peroxide, you got to wipe it all off because they've seen cases of like cleaning an endoscope that we, that's used for a colonoscopy, the camera that goes up inside mm-hmm. the colon, cleaning it with hydrogen peroxide and then not rinsing it off well enough. And it caused like a colitis and inflammation. Great. Um, and then you should be careful using it inside your mouth because it can damage mucous membranes. That's why you shouldn't use it in your mouth. You shouldn't douche with it. You shouldn't use it as an enema. Um, I mean, at least at home, if your dentist is using a, a, a an appropriate solution of it, that's one thing, but you shouldn't just be like nonstop using hydrogen peroxide unsupervised.
0: So it, let me know, I'm, I'm overgeneralizing here, but, uh, or I am generalizing, I should say. Uh, but I mean, it, it sounds like not that effective but probably not that harmful but again just to reiterate probably not that effective like if i want to dump something in a cut there are worse things but there are probably better
1: things exactly it you probably i mean the thing is you're probably not doing much I mean I would say I would say if you want to clean a cut out you're you're better off if you need to clean it out at all just wash it with soap and water and if you need something that's actually bactericidal that kills bacteria you are probably better off with something that actually has like an antibiotic in it um as opposed to hydrogen peroxide for one mm-hmm. um and two if you want to use a mouthwash use a mouthwash yeah you know um, but, and leave it to your dentist to put hydrogen peroxide in your mouth because they can do it safely. Not and, a, you.
0: and anything beyond that, the person is just uh, a, a, a jerk wad. They're saying that it'll cure cancer.
1: It's I, I said this before we started recording and I still don't understand. Please. I hope. Let me just say this. If doctors had some secret cure for cancer, especially something as cheap and easy to get as hydrogen peroxide, please believe me, we'd tell you. <laughs> I mean, I would love that. I love when there's some sort of cheap, easily available alternative that I can tell my patients to get as opposed to having to go through the, the prescribing and the paying for and the fighting with insurance companies. There is no secret conspiracy. We're not hiding anything from anybody. And if a website is telling you that and that the secret has been hydrogen peroxide all along and your doctor doesn't want you to know, I'm sorry, that's crap. <laughs>
0: Hey, listen, y'all, thank you so much for, for enjoying our show or listening to our show. I hope you enjoyed it. I, don't know, I shouldn't make assumptions. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Sawbones. I'm at Justin McElroy, M-C-E-L-R-O-Y.
1: And I'm at Sydney McElroy, S- <S- S-Y-D-N-E-E.
0: And uh, if you could take a moment, if you like the show, uh, this is, it seems like a general interest one. Uh, maybe share it on your Facebook or your Tweetos and and uh, leave us a rating or review on iTunes, all that stuff. Really helps us out and helps to get the word out, and you can save someone else from the terrible fate of paying two twenty seven for a bottle <laughs> of hydrogen peroxide. Sawbones has your back. <laughs> 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 Until next time, that's going to do it for us. Oh, thanks to taxpayers for letting us use their song "Medicines" as the intro notch of our program. Uh, um, go buy all their records. I don't know if they have records. They probably have records. Sure. Yeah, sure they have records. All their songs. All their music. All their music. music. Uh, Until next Wednesday, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head.